Hey, Life Burbs Podcast community. We back. We back. Back with my studio setup. So excited. I missed it so, 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 so much. So now you will be able to hear me clearly once again. At Life Burbs Podcast, what do we do? We progress forward. We don't progress backward. We go forwards. That is what we do. What is Life Verbs Podcast all about? It's all about experiences in life. Because from those experiences, we come up with our personal and customized life philosophies. And that's what it's all about. Building, strengthening, and developing your resiliency in difficult times, in life's obstacles. That's what Life Verbs Podcast is all about. Because here at Life Verbs Podcast, what do we do, community? We always remember to keep our souls hydrated and our spirit fortified. I want to hear from you. We got some guests that are coming next month in the month of July. You got to listen to find out. Got some special guests. And if you're interested in being a special guest on Life Verbs Podcast, send me a message on one of our social media pages, on our Instagram at Life Verbs Podcast, or my or my Facebook, ZenLV. Or better yet, just email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Now today, community, I'm going to talk about it. I gave y'all a couple weeks to watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's okay because this is not going to be a spoiler alert. It actually may give you the urge to watch it. On Netflix, there's a documentary and it's called American Gospel. But before I get into that, I got some homework for you. I don't like to work homework. Let's not call it homework. I got some life work for you. How about that? Some life work. And like that life, life work, mm, that's a tongue twister. I'm going to have to work on that one. That life work is... When I say that this is the year of revelation and reveal... Woo! It truly is. And I'd like for you to email me, lifeverbspodcast at gmail.com, or send me a message on one of Lifeverbs Podcast social media outlets. And I want you to share with me what has been revealed to you and what's a revelation. There's probably many things, but just narrow it down to one of each whatever you feel comfortable with sharing I'm actually going to have an episode 
dedicated to that. <coughs> Excuse me. Dedicated to that community. Because it's going to be truly insightful. It's going to be not just food for your soul and your spirit, but food for your mind. American Gospel, the documentary, talks about a variety of topics. Subtopics, I mean, within the topic. But there was one topic in particular that it speaks on and speaks on quite a bit, and that is the prosperity theology. Now, this portion that I'm going to start out reading you is taken from Wikipedia. I do not own the rights to what I'm about to read right now. But I wanted to give you a concrete description of what the meaning of prosperity theology is. So grab some water, y'all. Because that's why I keep messing up my words. Because <clears throat> I should grab some water. But here we go. Prosperity theology, sometimes referred to as the prosperity gospel, the health and wealth gospel, the gospel of success or see faith, is a religious belief among some Protestant Christians that financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for them, and that faith, positive speech, and donations to religious causes will increase one's material wealth. Prosperity theology views the Bible as a counteract between God and humans. If humans have faith in God, he will deliver security and prosperity. Now I want to touch on that. It says if humans have faith in God, then he will deliver security and prosperity. So they're saying literally that's all you need. All you need in the prosperity theology, that's what they believe. All you need is faith in God. Nothing else matters but the faith in God and he will deliver security and prosperity. There's more. The doctrine emphasizes the importance of personal empowerment, prospering that it is God's will for his people to be blessed. The atonement, which is the reconciliation of God, is interpreted to include the the elevation of sickness and poverty, which are viewed as curses to be broken by faith. This is believed to be achieved through donations of money, visualization, and positive confession. Before I continue on, 
I have a story, a true story, that I actually witnessed that reveals what I just said. There was a church that I attended. I left that church for many reasons. And this was one of them. This was, this story was the, um, not the reason why I left, but it opened my eyes. It was the starter. And then as I remained at that church longer, I started to see it for myself. And then I left. So I guess you could say this was this this was I don't want to say the seed planted, but y'all get where I'm going. Anyway, I was on the youth committee at this church. And one of the I believe she was the youth leader. I don't want I don't think she was leader in the children's department, the children's um, ministry. But I believe she was a part of the youth ministry as well. No, she was part of the praise and worship team. The adult praise and worship team. That's what she was part of, the adult praise and worship team. And the church that I went to, they had a group for young adults. And in that group, we were just having some open group discussion. And she had mentioned about the time that pastor... Oh, no, 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 no. That was not it. Excuse me. That actually was not it. Now I remember... It was on her social media page. Because I remember the picture. I was trying to think, why do I keep seeing the picture? When was the picture involved? Okay, y'all, I got it. It's been... It's been a while. So, you know how it is when you're trying to remember to tell a story. It's been a while. You forget some things. But she posted it on social media. And it was her and her husband. And... They had bought a house, which was great. She was celebrating, so happy for her. Absolutely absolutely amazing. But in the text, she talks about the house and how much of a blessing it is. But she talks about how the church that we attended, she was having a discussion with Pastor, and Pastor told her to give her savings account, her and her husband, empty their savings account to the church and that God would bless them. And they did so. And she feels that's the reason why they got the house. She said it was, you know, it took time because I'm sure it didn't happen right away. I don't even think it happened. It, It didn't happen within that year. But it took time. She was kind of doubting God. But then they got blessed with the house. And when I saw that, 
I said that is not why y'all got the house. Don't get me wrong. I truly believe that God was in that situation. But God didn't tell pastor for you to empty your savings and you will get blessed. Why would God tell someone something that would cause them to struggle? Something, because he says he provides all your needs, right? So why would God tell you to empty your savings account? Just seemed very, very fishy to me. But, just as I read... The prosperity, their prosperity theology is believed this is believed to be achieved through donations of money visualization so by donating money to the church the more you give the more blessed you are the teaching often depends on non-traditional interpretations of bible verses The book of Malachi often being given special attention to the prosperity theology. While Christians have generally celebrated Malachi for its passages about the Messiah, teachers of prosperity theology usually draw attention to its descriptions of physical wealth. Frequently quoted verses include Malachi 3.10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Matthew 25, 14 through 13. And this is all King James Version because it's in the Wikipedia article. The Parable of the Talents. John 10 10 I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly Philippians 4 19 well I've heard that one a lot my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ third John 1 2 believe it I mean beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth prosperity theology casts itself as the reclamation of true doctrine and thus part of a path to Christian dominion over secular society. It contends that God's promise of prosperity and victory to Israel in the Old Testament applied a testament applied to new covenant Christians today and that faith and holy actions release this prosperity and that is it. That your faith and your holy works. So it mentions nothing in this theology of prosperity about, it even says in the Bible about giving with a cheerful heart as long as you give and as long as you do. Okay? As long as you believe in God that you will have health, wealth, and long life. 
What do you think, community? This is my opinion on the prosperity theology. This often leads to people blaming God and asking why in situations, the hard, tough situations in their life. I remember asking that question many times. Like, I even said, God, do you see me? And that's because, not all, because there are good churches out there, but many are not teaching the biblical truth as it truly is. They teach it for what they see it is, but not what it truly is. And to me, it really comes down to, are you desiring God? Or desiring the gift of wealth, health, and prosperity? Because the reason that this is taught according to this Netflix documentary, American Gospel, and I agree, it's because it's taught that God will heal you, and if he doesn't, it's because of something that you did wrong. And that does not align with who God is. And that sounds like manipulation, doesn't it? To which is not of God. I personally have seen pastors conduct auction behavior in the church. Oh yeah. Getting in front of, getting on a pulpit and saying, God's put on my heart that there are people who are to give and it's going to total $10,000. $10,000. And as if God's put on your heart to donate a thousand, stand up. And then they acknowledge the person. If God's put in your heart to give 500, stand just going down, down, down. I've also seen where a church I attended. The assistant pastor's wife was to give a sermon because it was Pastor Appreciation Week. And she said that God put on her heart to talk about tithes and offerings at the last minute, not what she had planned to talk about. Which to me is interesting because as a pastor, before you speak, shouldn't you pray first? And ask God to speak through you and show you and to give the message that you want him to convey to the, to the church and to his creation. But anyway, 
At the end of the service, she said ushers blocked the doors and locked the doors. And that no one was leaving. And that everybody had to bring a $20 bill to the pastor. As pastor come up front, bring a $20 bill. And if they didn't have it, say, I owe you. Put a right piece of paper that says, I owe you. Yep. I've also seen a church... Where it was that auction behavior, but they added in a dynamic if you love your wife, we need to give to the church. But if you love your wife, stand up and say how much you're going to give. So then it turned in the church house some. some tension some doubt and some untruth because the women were feeling some type of way because if their husband didn't stand up actually one woman started a whole new dynamic she stood up and said because my husband doesn't want to stand up and give I'm going to stand up for us, for our grandchildren, because I love our grandchildren. I said, wow. (laughs) So that's what I mean by auction behavior in a church. And we are not saved by our works. Peter. Second Peter. Chapter 2, and I believe this is verses 1 through 3, says this, and they mention this in the American Gospel, and I looked it up and I read it, and it says, but there were also lying prophets among people then, just as there will be lying religious teachers among you. They'll smuggle in destructive divisions, pitting you against each other. Mm, Isn't that happening right now? Biting the hand of the one who gave them a chance to have their lives back. They've put themselves on a fast downhill slide to destruction, but not before they recruit a crowd of mixed up followers who can't tell right from wrong. Wow. But there were, talk about some foreshadowing, but there were also lying prophets among the people then, just as there will be lying religious teachers amongst you. They'll smuggle in destructive divisions, pinning against each other, biting the hand of the one who gave them a chance to have their lives back. They put themselves on a fast downhill slide to destruction, but not before they recruit a crowd of mixed up followers who can't tell tell right from wrong. They give the way of truth a bad name. They're only out for themselves. They'll say anything, anything that sounds good to exploit you. They won't, of course, get by with it. They'll come to a bad end. For God has never just stood by and let that kind of thing go on. Wow. But there were also lying prophets among the people then.
he reiterates it again (laughs) it's being reiterated they they're only out for themselves they'll say anything wait let me make they won't okay now the other part of the verse but there were also lying prophets oh okay so that's second peter two th- two two through three i apologize y'all i it only says that once and i printed it out more than once so that's why i kept reading it but yes that's what second peter chapter two verses one through three says what I've learned in my life is that God is a God of peace. God is a savior, not a genie or a magi- not a genie in a bottle or a magician. It's about him and not about us. And to me, the prosperity gospel glorifies idols when in actually, in actuality, we should be glorifying God and always acknowledging the creator in thanksgiving and not in wants and desires. There's more to life than stuff. Look at the current state the world's in with the pandemic. The great equalizer. What they say now, almost almost 50 million people. Almost 50 million people are unemployed right now in the United States. Remember to always keep your souls hydrated and your spirit fortified and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave a rating or review and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to us. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to discuss plagues and how Pharaoh and the Israelites relates to the evil and injustice today the pandemic the treacherous weather that's occurring and y'all what about that dust that heavy dust looming through the air Pharaoh remember that Pharaoh didn't want the Israelites to be free. Oh yeah, it's going to get deep next week. So make sure you tune in and have a blessed week.